You're listening to the Team Stripes Podcast. Everybody, welcome back to the Team Stripes Podcast. This is the 65th edition. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Brendan Est. What's up, dude? Uh, nothing much. I actually just started back in school today, so I've been dealing with that after whatever the three months off of summer. Um, but besides that, just watching hockey and golfing still. How are you? Uh, pretty darn good. I start school on Wednesday, so trying to get all that last-minute stuff done. Um, watched a little hockey this weekend. I actually watched some golf yesterday. Ooh. I watched um, – there was some women's open – and uh, the girl that won was like the 300th ranked player in the world or something. Oh, wow. She had one of those weekends where everything was going in the hole for her. So that was cool to watch. Lucky her. I still have yet to have one of those weekends. <laughs> Fair enough. So lots of, lots of stuff going on in, uh, in the hockey world as far as the uh, NHL playoffs and all that go. Yeah. We got uh, the second round getting going. We got some. Some referees that uh, moved on to the second round. A few that got sent home. Um, let's see what else we got going on. Uh, the Lightning are down 0-1 to the Bruins. I think, uh, what, Colorado lost their game? Colorado they... lost to Dallas 5-3 uh, yep. to three on Saturday. And then the Knights uh, won their game last night as well. So yep. And then the Islanders start tonight, correct? Yes, they do. We had a firing in uh in washington Mm -hmm. we got uh apparently the gm of the penguins says it's time to trade murray um so yeah there's just a lot going on we had seminars get going this weekend i know i uh i taught a level one seminar here in florida via zoom so that was an interesting experience yeah i uh, did your level four i did my level four this weekend um I enjoyed it. It was, it was just another seminar. I enjoyed it because I was able to wake up 10 minutes before, throw on a sweater and some shorts, chuck up Zoom, and just sit back and, and listen. I mean, I, I thought it went pretty well for being the first one. There was a little bit of, like, you know, kinks on the video where it was really choppy or whatever. But, I mean, like, it's the first time anybody's ever doing this. Um, yeah. But overall, like I, I thought I liked it. I thought it went well. I would do it yeah, again next year. I would, I would say ours went well, as well. Um, and we had, you know, the minor technical difficulties, but nothing that we couldn't overcome. Um, we used polling and videos and some story time and all that kind of stuff to uh, to keep it moving. We did breakout rooms where like we split everybody up and each instructor had a thing. So then they'd move us around. It, uh, it went well. I had, I had no complaints. Um, so it was, uh, it was an interesting experience though. It was weird teaching a seminar at my house. So I think that was the most interesting. Yeah. I've, uh, I've enjoyed seeing everybody's different backgrounds. Yep. It's like what, yeah, what they have they, behind them. They got us using just uh, a standard, like, of USA hockey officiating program background. Yeah, we, we had one they guy keep doing it professional. That. Yeah, we had one guy doing that and then we had another guy uh he had pictures of of another official in the Zoom call. So he that was his background and I mean we were just we were having fun with it personally. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you you got to have fun with things when you can, you know. Exactly. Um I think we better wrap up round 1. 
Um, that obviously wrapped up, I believe it ended up being Friday night. Yep. Um, uh, let's and didn't we here. have a question come in about uh, yeah. something happening around let's, let's talk about that. So in the Montreal-Philly game, I believe Who it was sent us the question five, first um, it was Ryan off Twitter. I'm okay. not going to say his last name because I have no clue how and I don't want to butcher it. So it was Ryan. And he asked, uh, can you talk about why the Canadian center wasn't tossed uh, in the faceoff with 41 seconds left in the game? It was game five. Um, and was it five or six? It was game five. Philly was okay. down by one. So they were, it was, I think it was four to three. They were down by. And attacking uh, zone face off for the Flyers? For the Flyers, correct. Right after their timeout. And okay. um, it, was, it was a weird sequence of events. The first one, uh, the Montreal center jumps, and you can see the linesman do the paddle on the chest, like, hey, that's me, that's me, that's me. So no, nobody's fault. Like we're all good. Let's everybody reset. Let's do this again. It goes down to They're reset. Yeah. Go down to reset. Montreal jumps again. And you see the linesman, I think it was Alfonso point down and be like, yo, I need your stick on the ice. And so we reset again, Montreal jumps. Then again, now Philly's like, yo, are we going to toss him? Um, me personally, you have to murder the other sentiment to get tossed with 41 seconds left in a game. Um, mostly because my standards being the same all game and with 41 seconds left in a one goal game, you have your best offensive sentiment out for Montreal, your best offensive sentiment out for Philly. I'm not letting a winger take this face off. I mean, you, you can't, I, in my opinion. So, I'm pretty much going to second what you just said. Um, obviously, throughout the game, we're having situations where we as linesmen, um, you know, we're interacting with the players. We are setting our standard. I have my own style of the way I conduct my face-offs. Um, everyone's a little different. Um, so when you got these guys lined up, you're building a rapport with them. I mean, as you should, correct? As the lines, when we're building a rapport with our centers, we're being consistent, dropping the puck the same way every time. So now we're down to a crucial face-off, 41 seconds left, and that really shouldn't change. So obviously we had um, the linesman on the first attempt create a false face-off, which it we've happens. all been there. Yeah. You know, like I, plenty. I – I've done it. You, you know, either if you drop it and you're like, oh, crap, I messed up, you blow the whistle, say, hey, that's me, or you just stand back up, say, hey, guys, we're going to reset. So there's, you know, whatever, no fault to the players. Um, I'd probably say, so that first one, obviously the guy jumped. So, okay, buddy, you know, there's 40 seconds left. I'm not going to toss you. Um, on the next one, I guess being a little more patient might – be where it's at or you know obviously you're setting that standard early in the game so by then hopefully they get it um but again with 41 seconds left you you need to have the center iceman taking that face off especially what well, was a one goal game right yeah i'm coming into so, that yeah, face off and I'm, as the linesman you're going to be talking the guys through it like i'm yeah. very vocal as a, as as a linesman um especially on end zone face-offs and even more so at the end of the game, it's like, okay, boys, listen to me. So 
the way I do it, and this is, again, this has worked for me, is I straight up tell the guys what to do. Like, okay, um, so White's the defensive team. Uh, so, obviously, defensive team in pro hockey, they put that their stick down first. Correct. So, it's like, okay, White down, dark down, go. I legit will tell the centers early in the game, hey, I'm going to tell you when I'm dropping the puck. There's no guessing here. When I say go, that means I'm dropping the puck, and I do that the entire game. And it's made it really easy for me. I'm not necessarily saying to you guys, this is the right way to do it. It works for me. And um, it actually helps me build that rapport with the centers. Cause it's like, Hey guys, I'm telling you when I'm going to drop the puck, there's no guessing. You don't need to worry about it. Stick down, stick down, go done. Yep. Nice and easy. Yeah. So I, I have the same mentality. I mean, I'm talking to them nonstop. Um, I have the same sequence before every face off. I don't tell them to go, but I say white down, dark down, whoever, whatever color. Um, mm-hmm. It would be white down, dark down, don't move. Like just yeah. sticks, put your sticks down, don't move. And yeah. and this puck's coming down. Um, and and Like yeah. I said, the, the go thing just works for me. I got it from a supervisor that I had years ago when I was working in the SPHL. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, everybody and I just kind of stuck to it, so – Everybody has a different routine. The biggest yep. thing is as long as you and your partner's standards are the same, nobody cares yep. how the puck goes down. Exactly. Um, and also on that one, to go back to the, the play here, if, I, if, if that Montreal jumps the second time, I'm looking at the centerman and I will stand up and stand over the dot and I'll look at him and be like, you are making this incredibly, incredibly challenging to not throw you out right now. Like, yep. help me help you. Exactly. That's what you're telling the players. Yep. It's a, and it's a time and a place thing. Like if it's the second period, who cares? Toss. Yeah, no, toss them. But third period, I I'm telling him before he even gets set, I'm telling both guys, I'm looking at them and I'm saying, I do not want to toss you guys. Help me help you here. Sticks down. Don't move pucks down. Yep. Um, I think if he tosses them there, that's, that's just, I mean, cause who knows what happens. Yep. Exactly. So. Now, obviously, working higher level hockey, you're going to be able to get away with with it and be able to work with those guys mm-hmm. a lot easier than you know doing a youth hockey game or whatever. Um, so there is that, and you know, sometimes there are two guys on the ice that can take faceoffs mm-hmm. in 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 pro hockey, but at the same time, like you still want if the coach sent that guy out there for a reason to take the face. It's out there for a reason. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, um, I think good, we gotta, do, good job on if, if it was Shandor, good job on him for 100%. being patient and just making it happen. I think we got to wrap up the first round. Uh, I think the biggest surprise of the first round was uh, Vancouver beating St. Louis as easily as they did in, I believe it was five games. Oh, 100%. Like that was that was wild. Yeah, I mean, good on Vancouver. They played their asses off that series and St. Louis didn't really show up. Um, Colorado absolutely dominating the Coyotes in five games. It should have been four, but Coyotes snuck away with one early. Um, I think they almost set the record for the lowest amount of shots in a game in the playoffs for a win. Wow. Uh, Vegas won handily. And then the Stars and Flames series, which saddens me, to say that the Stars won in six after a complete and utter collapse of the Calgary Flames 
in game six after a three nothing lead six minutes into the hockey game the stars climbed their way back in win now not only did they climb back their way in the win they they scored seven goals yeah they scored a touchdown uh and the extra point <laughs> i need to talk about this um flames oh, were running the board in the first six seven eight nine minutes of the game lucic takes a penalty that personally i don't think gets called in a one goal game um He's going hard hey, to the net. Just remember, they're out there, and we're sitting here doing a podcast. I, I agree. A hundred percent I agree, and I'm probably biased because I'm a Flames fan. Um, probably. Most likely. <laughs> um, but I I saw it. Did he shove him? Sure. Did the Stars guy sell it? Yeah. Now, saying that – if you're a Lucic, you have to understand that it's a three nothing well, game. You're Milan Lucic. You're getting that penalty. Exactly. It's a three nothing game. It's, it's same thing. If like you're a Tom Wilson yep. or Brad Marchand or somebody else, you know, pick a player insert name here that just has that reputation. Yeah. It, it was a three nothing game. I think everybody's smart enough to know that that don't give the referees even the slightest opportunity to call a penalty there. I yep. mean, he could have easily just peeled away and it, and we're fine. Um, stars ended up scoring on the power play shocker. And it was just downhill from the flames since then. Yep. Um, I saw they used both goalies and then one oh goalie came into the game twice. Goodness. So, so we pulled cam Talbot when it was three, three and it was kind of one of those ones where it's like, well, we need something to hopefully get us going. I didn't agree with the goalie change. And then it went from bad to worse. Yeah. I mean, Riddick comes in and he hadn't faced a game shot in, you know, five months at this point. And he lets in two goals. And then, you know, we're sitting there at the intermission. I think it was only five, three at the time. And at the second intermission and all of a sudden you start seeing on Twitter, it was a, Cam Talbot's coming back in. Talbot's coming back in. And I'm like, is Cam Talbot really coming back in this game? And he did. And and he did. And, I mean, that game was not on Talbot by any means. The Flames looked like absolutely Yeah, well, when you you have seven goals scored against you like that, you know. Yeah. My favorite thing that was going around, though, was the uh, people were sharing the live look inside the Flames locker room. Oh, yeah. It was the clip from Goon. Where they oh. uh, they photoshopped the beach ball behind the goalie. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, I, th- I thought that was pretty funny. Another funny one was uh, Kachuk's reaction. I don't know after what goal it was, but they put a camera on him in the uh, press box, and uh-huh. he was just sitting there, just hands in his head, and he was just like, Keith at one point, he took his hat, takes his hat off and just throws it, and oh, it's just geez. like, oh no, like in utter oh. utter collapse and it pains me to say this but the stars moved on they're facing the avs well you I know hope the avs you win probably would have lost the, the avs too so oh no doubt <laughs> we some uh, dognical issues dognical I... technical dognical whatever um, i just made up a word <laughs> um back to... <laughs> there he is um back to hockey the uh, Stars and Avs played game one on Saturday, I think, to the surprise of a lot of people. 
um, with just how quick that turnaround was for Dallas. They ended up winning that game five to three. Um, did the Bru the Bruins played last night? Bruins Tampa played last night. Was game yeah, one? Yeah, Bruins Bruins Tampa played last night. The Lightning decided that they didn't feel like playing for the first uh, fifty minutes. Oh, okay. And then we had that we had a high stick that um, definitely hundred percent not a goal. But it was just one of those things. I was like, but it hit off Krug. It should count. But I understand the rule in the rule book, so it's not a big deal. Yeah. Uh, let's um, explain that one, though, for a lot of people because okay. it is a, it is yeah, a weird if, one. If anyone – If anybody was watching, <laughs> we still have dog issues here. So the level of professionalism here on the Team Stripes podcast is second to none. Only the highest. Only the highest level of professionalism here. So we were, where were we? Okay, Bruins so yeah, Lightning. About the Bruins Lightning. Um, for those who may or may not have understood that high stick, uh, no goal, uh, because it was clear on the replay that the puck was high stick by Tyler Johnson. And then it went down and hit, uh, I guess, Tori Krug in the shoulder. Yeah, it hit him somewhere over, on the body. Yeah, deflected over to Alex Kalorn, and Kalorn buries it. Well, low referee being in great position as he was immediately blew the whistle and was waving it off. Um, so essentially there had the had the Boston defenseman gained possession and control of the puck. And then it had gone over to Kalorn and he buried it. We have a good goal, but because it was just a deflection without a direction, does that make sense? So he, yes. didn't, he didn't purposely control it or deflect it or put it in a certain direction. Um, so there we have no goal because the high stick was not nullified due to Boston not getting possession and control of the puck. And uh, Chris Lee was the referee that waved it off, and yes, he was emphatic about waving that thing off, which is yep. you love to see. And you even had the linesman. I'm not sure who it was, but he came screaming into the zone, signaling for 100%. a high stick. Yeah, yeah. Which... When, when, when you're working a game and you have something like that happen – when you're a hundred percent, let everybody in the room know, you know, and, and everybody in the room knew there. Yeah, exactly. Well, speaking of the referees for the second round, let's, uh, let's go over this list real quick of boys that, uh, the guys that went on and, and the guys that, you know, went home. Um, so in Toronto, Francis Chiron, Gord Dwyer, Eric Furlot, Jean Hebert, Chris Lee, and the GOAT, Wes McCauley are sticking around. Out from round one, Trevor Hansen, Freddie Lequier, Kevin Pollack, who um, suffered a broken jaw, so that's why he is no longer working, and then Kyle Raymond. Linesman sticking around, Derek Amell, Steve Barton, Devin Berg, Michelle Cormier, Greg Dvorsky, and Matt McPherson. Out from round, round one, uh, Shandor Alfonso, David Brisois, Derek Nansen, and Brian Pantsich. Pantsich. Uh, let's see, Edmonton referees. We have Steve Kozeri, Brad Meyer, Dan O'Rourke, Chris Rooney, uh, Francois St. Laurent, and Kelly Sutherland. Out from round one, Mark Jeanette, TJ Luxmore, John McIsaac, and Brian Pakmara. Linesman sticking around, Scott Cherry, Brad Kovacic, Keel Murchison, Johnny Murray, Pierre Rasko, and Mark Suchik. 
uh, out from round one, Ryan Gibbons, Tony Saracola, which that's kind of a surprise to me that Tony left that early. Um, Andrew Smith and uh, Libor. Um, I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name. So love you though. You're, you're a good dude. If, you're, um, if you happen to listen to this Libor. I, I, I really don't think there's any major surprises on who's in. No, honestly, there really isn't as far as the referee goes. Um, Trevor Hansen, I believe this is his first or second time. Kyle, first or second time. Lequier, I think he's got some some more playoff experience. Mark Jeanette, he's good, but um, I I think the rest of the guys out west are definitely better officials. Um, I mean, obviously, everyone's good. TJ uh, went. It's literally his first time working playoffs, other than the uh, the Lightning and Devils game a few years ago that he got called in as a linesman. Uh, John McIsaac and Brian Puckmar also got sent home, but you know every all these guys at this level are so damn good, um, and there really isn't uh, that big of a difference. It's more of a seniority thing. Mm. It's um, Honestly, some of the guys that aren't working the next round, I thought all worked, all had really good playoffs, um, especially working the play-in round and the playoffs and the and the exhibition, well, the round-robin games. I, I thought the officiating staff overall has done a great job. Um, I've I've got no real no real complaints on anything. No, I I think, uh, I mean, especially at the National Hockey League level, the difference between a guy making the Stanley cup and a guy getting booted in the first round comes down to seniority. Uh, very, very rarely is it because of your on ice performance, in my opinion, because at that level, the difference between those guys are, are so, 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 so little to yep, almost none. Exactly. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm not mad about who got, who's, you know, continuing on, I'm a huge fan of Gord Dwyer being a Dallas guy. Um, yep. And I, I, I hope to see him make another cup final. But yep. no no, no major surprises, though, at least. Yep, none at all. I mean, if my name was on the second round, that would have been a surprise. <laughs> standby guy? <laughs> yeah, standby. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I got to go where? I would go. I'd go watch free hockey. Yeah, why not? <laughs> we can only dream, right? Right. Um, second round started Saturday, as we mentioned earlier. We have the Flyers and Islanders who kick off tonight, uh, game one, or tonight as in Monday. So game one would have been yesterday for you guys listening on Tuesday. Um, who do you got in that series? I'm picking the Islanders. The just Islanders gonna, are the hot team. And they're just going to bore you to sleep. Yeah, I – that's going to be a boring series. It's going to be fun, though. I, I think it's going to be – it's going to be one of those things. Either the Islanders are going to bore us to death or the Flyers are just going to outscore them. Yeah. Um, and then the Lightning and the Bruins, I think it's going to go six or seven. Um, it just really depends on how interested the Lightning are. Honestly, that's that's what it boils down to with them. Are they interested in winning the game or not? Yeah, I I have the Bruins winning that series um, just being the Bruins. I wouldn't mm-hmm. mind seeing Tampa win because yeah. it's the Bruins. But I think the Bruins are just a better playoff team right now than yeah. Tampa. 
We'll see. We'll see there. There's only hey, we only played one game. There's still six more to go. Yeah. Um, and then we got Colorado and Dallas, right? Yep. Game two is Colorado again, Dallas Monday night. I think I think Colorado or well Dallas caught Colorado kind of flat footed. Oh, hundred percent. Um, they had a nice little break. And then uh, I think Colorado turns it on and wins the series in five or six. Well, my issue right now is, if I recall correctly, Colorado starting goaltender went down, and they're with two or three yeah. guys that are day to day. Yeah. So, so if they got Stars can take advantage of that, and get a two three zero series lead, I I think it's a different series. Um, I'm I'm rooting for the Avs to win. I want the Avs to win it all. I want to see point. Colorado and Vegas in the West Finals. That's oh, what I want. Hundred percent. And then obviously that last series, Vegas Canucks. Um, I don't think the Canucks have a chance. No, I mean they've not played bad hockey, and they're a good team, but they're not a Stanley Cup contending team. I think they kind of surprised everybody in making it out of the first round. And Vegas is just—I mean, Vegas is Vegas. Yep. One thing we do have to talk about though was in Game One of Vegas and Vancouver. Oh, the hug. It was uh, 17 minutes left in the third period. The score was 4-0 Vegas. And Roussel tried to pick a fight with uh, Ryan Reeves. And so he was kind of poking him a little bit, poking him a little bit. And then when the linesman came in, he gave him a hug. As in like, oh, no, no, we're, we're just friends. We're just joking around here. And uh, the officials ended up giving Roussel a 10-minute misconduct. So he had to sit in the box for 10 minutes. Which so – you don't see Here, very often in the end. Um, a lot that comes out of that, like that kind of thing, it's the context of it. So 100%. obviously something was done throughout the game. The guy was being a, a jerk or something. Like they're not going to just give a guy a 10 for hugging somebody. There's got to be some context there as a reason why you're pulling the trigger and diamond the guy. I think it was because it was a 4 nothing game. Um, and Roussel was trying to get either get his guys going or just kind of send a message to Vegas, like saying, Hey, we're here, we're playing hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, it was a game management call of like, Yo, guys, it's four nothing with 17 minutes left in the game. Yeah, either score some yeah, goals or let's go to game two. You're, you're just trying to say, Okay, we're gonna nip this in the butt right now. We're not dealing with this. I don't yeah. want to deal with crap, you know, because. Who knows where that could have gone? 100%. And knowing or sell it would have gone somewhere. Yeah, exactly. So, so we're, we're using our best judgment as officials to, uh, to put out those little fires, but at the same time, like, um, taking, in, taking the temperature of the game and with, you know, the type of player that he is and this and that. And the other thing, they, I think they made the right decision giving him that, that temperature. 100%. And just calm everything down, keep everything at bay. Um, with that, I think this kind of wraps up this episode, but, um, we have a sponsorship working in the D in the, in the background here right now with, uh, Acme whistles. If I said that correctly, I hope I did. You did. Um, good. We are hopefully going to start a wacky rule on this podcast. So, uh, the plan would be is every week to have a wacky rule from, any rule book imaginable. So the ones off the top of my head are double IHF, USA hockey, hockey, Canada, 
uh, even the NHL rule book, a junior rule book, whatever rule book I can find on the internet that week. And I'm going to find the most obscure, just wacky rule I can possibly find. And what we're going to have you guys do is send back what rule reference number uh, uh, for the, the correct penalty on that. Basically, we're just going to, we're going to give you the scenario, yes. right? And then you're going to tell us the penalty. And the first person to respond gets a free Acme whistle. The first person to respond correctly. Correct. That's very fair because I would, I would respond incorrectly knowing me. Um, yep. They get a free whistle shipped to them. I believe it's the black, the matte black ones uh, with Ooh, fancy. the uh, yeah with the stripes logo in it. Yep. Um, and so be on the lookout for that. Hopefully, we have that up for next week. Obviously, check out Team Stripes Academy. Uh, if you, I actually was just going to mention that. I was going to say, Ross, you want to take that one away? Yep. So we got our Team Stripes Academy, which is the master course on officiating from the one and only the legend himself, Don Koharski, along with his son, Jamie. Uh, and let's see who else, who else get, we have uh, Matt Hicks, Terry Koharski, Jamie Koharski, and Mackenzie Skinner are the, uh, are the instructors. Uh, Matt Hicks and Mackenzie are both uh, Quebec major junior officials. Obviously you got Jamie who worked over 800 games in the American hockey league and is currently working NCAA as well as, uh, he goes over to Germany every now and then. Mm -hmm. And then you have Don's brother, who's also a legend, uh, AHL, Amer so American Hockey League great, Terry Koharski. Um, the course is currently, let's see here. Oh, look at that. It is now $39.99. Um, and, uh, yeah, if you're looking for something outside the bubble of USA Hockey or Hockey Canada, something to teach you some more in-depth uh, skills, the Team Stripes Academy is where it's at. I, I agree 100%. Uh, I think it's made for any any official level. Yep. So Anyone from first starting out to somebody that's uh, working some high-level hockey as well. And it's great for everybody because, I mean, you can always get better. Obviously, go follow us on all social media platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Go Team Stripes. Send in your questions. We will answer them the best we can. Um, not saying they're right, but just our opinions of them. And with that, I think that wraps our up. Our opinions might not be right either. <laughs> and that is very true. And well, with that, full disclosure, <laughs> very true. The, the opinions expressed on this podcast are not those of any pro league or hockey organization that we belong to. Very, very true. And with that, I think that wraps up episode 65 of the Team Stripes podcast. Thank you guys for listening. See you all next week. Yep. Thanks, everybody. Enjoy your week. Keep watching hockey, and hopefully next week we'll have a guest for you.